You're listening to the Fantasy on Tap podcast. Y'all ready for this? A podcast where three dudes talk about fantasy football and beer. Here is your host, Nate McAllister. Hello, fantasy football community. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the F to the O to the T. I'm your host, Nate McAllister. And we are whole again. All three of us. The Trinity. The three amigos. The, what were the other two I missed, Craig, last time? Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. That was one of them. We're all back. James is back. He's off of his hardworking man job. And joining us again on this episode is James the Boogeyman Borges. How you doing, man? I am doing absolutely wonderful. Excited to be on this show to talk to my homie, Nate the Skate, and Craigie the Footfucker Anderson. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and we got the aforementioned Craig the Foot Anderson here. Craigie, any rebuttal to that or how you doing, brother? Uh... First off, you seem like you had a little bit more pizzazz when you did your intro today. You seem like you're having a good day. And, uh, oh crap, <laughs> phone ringing over here. And Jimmy, uh, what did you say to me again? Oh, no, that, I know what I was going to say to you. Dude, I, the only th- hard work you're doing, bro, is you have an OnlyFans account, don't you? Oh, the OnlyFans <laughs> account. Is that OnlyFans tough, James? Or is like, is it hard to, is it hard to get started in that? You got a good fan base or? Oh, Craig. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, Craig. You can find uh, you can find him at OnlyFans at Jimmy Smallschlong Borges 55. There he is. Find him there. All right, enough about uh, please, James's... Please uh, come find me. Please. Please come find, find me. Him. Go find him. Find this man. That's awesome. Uh, uh, so... Um, if you guys still want to find us after all of that great intro, you can find us at uh, Fantasy on Tap on Instagram and Tap underscore Fantasy on Twitter. We're on all podcasting platforms, um, the major ones anyway. And if we're not, hit us up. We'll try and get onto that one too. But let's get into the intro of this show. We will be talking about the AFC South. We are going to continue our division breakdown and break down everything fantasy football for these uh, divisions. So James is back, getting back to the AFC South. Very excited about that. But before we do, we got to talk about them libations. Yay! And uh, I'm going to start it off. I have one that I've had here for actually a couple weeks. A coworker of mine got me this uh, this bad boy. I'm going to reveal it to the homies. See it? You see that? Boom. Uh, that's see that? ugly. It's beautiful. It's a Dodgers Blonde Ale. Uh, it's from the Golden Road Brewing, made in LA. Has the uh, just a standard blue can with uh, like all the normal baseball stuff. It has like hops on it, a pair of cleats, a hot dog, a, um, what I can only assume is Chavez Ravine on there. Um, all cool, super, super, super cool plain can with the big L A in the middle of it. And I did that, uh, just in honor of the, of the uh, season coming up. And we are very excited about that. So I haven't tried this bad boy yet. I am going to crack it. It's a big can too, by the way, it's a monster. It's so big. I tried to put it in my, um, fantasy on tap koozie and did not fit. <laughs> just, uh, squashed it uh, out. So here we go. First off, Jimmy, do you have a fantasy on tap koozie? 
No, I do not. I'm I'm thinking the same thing you're thinking right now. I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm not, this ain't cool, man. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. Well, I went out and spent like seven bucks on this little bad boy. So uh, you guys forward me off your seven bucks. You can get one of these little bads. See, it's pretty tight. Right. It's uh, leather. Uh, the beer, though, the beer is it's delicious. Um, and I'm not only saying that because it's coming out of the blue can. Um, it's just a very good beer. It's uh, I mean, it, it's not my standard IPA, so um, it's a little bit different. But this Blondale, super smooth, easy to drink. There's not a lot to say about it. It doesn't have a really bold flavor. Um, no bite. It's just a smooth, nice, uh, nice beer. And I love the uh, little slogan on the bottom that says "L.A. bleeds blue." There we are. I love it. You fellas. Um. So I I went and picked up one, and seeing that you did a L.A. one because that's uh your uh um fake hometown, I uh did the from the Uenta Brewing Company. It is called the Golden Spike Heffenweizen. I don't know if I'm pretty sure you guys both had this when you guys were living here. Um, it is uh, 5.0. Um, uh, you can see the bottle. I did do a bottle, so I can't crack it. Uh, it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, yeah uh, the bottle with, doesn't make a good crack. Yeah. So if uh, most people don't know what the Golden Spike is, that if they're not from Utah, the Golden Spike is when the Transcontinental Railroad and the uh, Union Pacific. Um, met up and they met actually up in Utah and there's a monument here in Utah that there's a golden spike that was hammered in to say hey we came together and so therefore the beer is named after that and like I said before I love Heffenweizen and this is actually probably my favorite one so if you guys are ever in Utah go pick up the golden spike Heffenweizen for sure it's a good beer huh and mm -hmm. uh, we also got a history lesson from Craig and now yep. you know <laughs> uh james what do you got man just, just so you know i already knew what that was craig so didn't teach me nothing well because you lived here <laughs> not because uh, I, I lived there I lived because there well, i'm a history buff <laughs> all right i'm gonna change this podcast to uh history um with jimmy fucking <laughs> kill me james now. the history man borges <laughs> all right the beer i have a couple of beers i'm drinking today but the first one is fall river brewing co Num num juice. Num num. I've had that one. I like num, it. Num num juice. It's pretty cool. It looks like a, a like a energy drink can. Dude, <laughs> I know. I Jack. Num num juice. I hope it gives <laughs> me some energy. Let me read what it says real quick. It has Super a quick little saying on it. It says this hazy IPA is a tropical juice bomb that shifts to an almost candy-like finish on both the nose and palate, while being served in a coconut with a little umbrella seems fitting. The can. It's in will, will have to do. It's so nom-nom that it might leave you num-num. So drink responsibly. Cheers. It's got a 7.5% ABV. Let me crack this little bad boy open. It says best enjoyed outdoors. Obviously, I'm not outdoors. I'm indoors, no, so I'm going to have to I, try my best. I think you go, go outside real fast and taste it and come back in. We'll wait for you. <laughs> the viewers will wait again. Oh, there goes running <laughs> out the door. Oh man, this is good. It's you. really, it's really good. It's really smooth. It's really smooth. It has a nice fruity flavor to it. Has just enough bite. It's not too much. It's like the just the right amount. Um, I love this beer. Um, I'm glad that I bought it. I mean, I was a. Uh, I was allured by the can and the num num juice, you know, num num <laughs> juice. It just it it's one of those things like it made me very excited to draft this beer. 
I, it just makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> makes you feel good. That's Jimmy's new saying right there. Said, it, it yeah, makes you know, just have that guy good. on my team. It just makes me feel good. Um, the other, the other thing that I liked about uh, this beer is it's, um, it's, it's brewed out of Redding. Shout out to Redding. My sister lives in Redding. Um, love Redding. I love going up there. It's a beautiful place. Um, and then really quickly, um, I brought a little backup beer. Um, quick, quick shout out. There my, you go. My, oh. my weekly plug for Light Sky Blue Moon. Still can't find you anywhere here in California, you son of a bitches at Blue Moon. But if you can find it, please try it. It's excellent. Dude, Light Sky's made it onto like four of our episodes somehow. I don't know how. I'm going to keep it going, bro. Dude, yeah. we're going to have to bring bring a, people we need to talk to. Blue Moon and your guys' is heritage. heritage. Blue, yeah, we got to reach <laughs> yeah. out for sure. Reach out to those guys and say, hey, what's going on? And we, All three of our listeners have heard this multiple times and uh, <laughs> they're going to be buyers. <laughs> all right. Enough about them beers. We are going to tap that fantasy keg and start talking about the AFC South. Craig, what is the first team on the AFC South that we will be discussing today? Uh, before we start football, Jimmy already brought this up. Um, how about them Braves signing Yasiel Puig, though? That's a bit. That's what I'm talking you about. You have to try and squeeze that in. I Are to. you trying to make me fucking throw up before we start the show? What's going on? <laughs> you gotta He's, squeeze that one in. I mean, they're they're still gonna be probably yeah. They'll win that division. They'll come. They'll come down to LA in the uh, probably. And they'll, I don't know, maybe they can make it all the way. So they make us in the uh, pennant and we'll just we'll smash you down. doubt it. Ooh, all right. It's well, a good little team. We're still talking bets. So maybe one of these days we'll all man up and do it. But all great people go to real teams in the end. But besides that, we are going to start with the AFC South. Just, uh, and that's what Nate Dogg said. Now we're starting with those Houston Texans. This year they've traded for Brandon Cooks. And David Johnson, they signed Randall Corn on the Cob. Um, they they let go of D Hop, which we all know that's you know I'm guaranteeing you two are going to talk about that. Carlos Hyde, he's now with the Seahawks, and Lamar Miller, he's gone. So that team right there had a lot of movements and a lot of questionable movements. Um, and so uh, one thing they're losing though, guys, is they're losing a whopping. 150 targets from B-Hop. Do you guys think that Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb and Will Fuller can make up for those 150 uh, um, targets he had? Uh, yeah, of course. I think that the – I don't think the defense is anything super special over there. They're all right. It's an okay defensive squad. But they're going to be probably be behind in a lot of these games. So they're going to be forced to, to pick up those targets. Uh, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, um, and – uh, Brandon Cooks are all going to just be thrusted into more target share. Now the only thing is deciding which man is going to get the majority of those targets. Uh, me, um, that kind of leads me into my winner and loser portion of this. My winner on this team, it's Will Fuller. And I guess you could backslash that and put Brandon Cooks if you want, but I'm saying Will Fuller because you can get him later in drafts. Um, so the, he's the winner because he is now getting those targets that you talked about. He's going to get the, he has the rapport already with Deshaun Watson, and I believe that they're going to just air out the ball to him a lot. Um, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a dangerous weapon. My loser on that team is Deshaun Watson. And I know they added a wide receiver, and they hopefully have Will Fuller all year, and they add Cobb as well, so two wide receivers. And they seem to have found something in the tight end room over there, a combination of two tight ends. 
but he still lost his best wide receiver and arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. No one improves in, in, if you would lose that. And then you would think maybe they got him another like offensive lineman because he's one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the NFL. No, didn't add anything. All those guys you named, none of them were offensive linemen. So uh, Deshaun Watson by far to me is the loser. I still think he's going to finish as a very good fantasy quarterback. I just don't think uh, – I think his ceiling is a little bit capped just because of that. I don't I don't see a situation where he becomes a quarterback one. And, uh, and when I, I clarify that, I'm sorry – the quarterback one. He will be a quarterback one for sure. Yeah. And then a guy that I'm buying is uh, Will, Phil, Will Fuller. Uh, loop back around. Will the Thrill. That guy is going extremely late in drafts. You can get him in probably around the eighth or ninth round um, very easily. Now, here's the thing. I went to Sports Injury Predictor. He has a 50, they predict 55% <laughs> chance of him getting injured no, this year. No, and, not Will yeah, the and Thrill. His, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, his over-under of uh, games uh lost to injury is like two and a half so they're thinking he's gonna at least miss two and a half games last year he missed uh five total games uh in the uh so he p- actually played in 11 games last year but this is why i'm buying on will the thrill so if you kind of look at it in points per game he only averaged 10 points per game which was 41st best in the nfl uh that's not very good over 11 games but if you dive a little bit deeper there were three games where he was injured he injured his legs, uh, uh, hamstrings, and various leg injuries three different times. In those games, he only had four receptions. So he basically was out early in those games. So they really can't count against his points per game to me. So subtracting those, now it's more like an eight-game sample size. His points per game, 13.6. That's ninth best out of any wide receiver last year. Um, and that's better than Tyree Kill. That's better than uh, Omari Cooper. And that's better than uh, Galladay. So... I just think if he's able to stay on the field, he will be great. And I don't think that the asking price for him is very high. So uh, that's my that's my buy. No. So, Nate, what you're saying, what I'm looking at here is Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks are wide receiver 35 and 36. I am buying the hell out of those two. got to think, you have uh, Julian Edelman, Tyler Boyd, Marquise Brown, which I know you, you like these guys, but John Brown, Darius Slayton, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, I feel like those guys – you're having to you. You got to pick up those two if they come to you out of those guys are, that are around them. I am a hundred percent buying on Cooks and Will Fuller all day long, for sure. And I think a lot of people are hopping on that Cooks is automatically going to be the number one guy over there he, just because of past production. And he is. But he has a lot of injury risk there too. I mean, he's one concussion from being out of the league. You know, so um, I really think he's a talented wide receiver and. He could be just fine over there. He proved that he could be the, you know, second wide receiver in, in, uh, in on the team and still produce good fantasy numbers. I just think Will is a much more dynamic wide receiver, and if he's still on the field. I, I think he'll be the better wide receiver uh, for sure. Fair enough. I think Boaster? we have. I think we kind of have like the same line of thinking. I just kind of went in a different um, direction with it. Um, First of all, let me comment on DeAndre Hopkins, man. How are you going to trade DeAndre Hopkins away, man? Like, what, well, what, are, what no. is going well, on this over is, there in Houston? Hold on. This Did is they how trade you DeAndre do- Hopkins. They traded DeAndre Hopkins. They must have got like two first rounders and maybe no. like a bench piece, right? No, no. They they traded uh, some Doritos <laughs> and uh, and David Johnson, oh and my a spicy God. nacho Doritos at least. Yeah, at least God, was that was one. disgusting. I mean, the return on investment, or you just traded the best wide receiver and that's what you got? I mean, that sucks. But anyways, moving on from that, uh, my biggest winner, I have two. 
David Johnson. Um, he gets a chance to reset his career. Um, he fell out of favor. He didn't fit into the offense last year. Um, he needed to be in a different place. Um, so he gets traded. I'm, I'm happy for him for that. And uh, also Brandon Cooks. Can we just talk about Brandon Cooks real quick? He's played with Tom Brady. He's played with Drew Brees. He's played with Jared Goff. And now he gets to play with Deshaun Watson. Dude. I mean, everyone wants savage. to bag on this dude because he gets traded. But damn, look at the quarterbacks that he's dude. playing with. Um, I looked at uh, both both of those guys, David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. I looked at their last five years, their last five finishes. And, th- and this is how it reads off. Brandon Cooks. He finished 62, 62nd last year um, for wide receivers. And Nate's right. He had a couple concussions, and that is scary. Um, you know, like he said, he might be a concussion away from being out of the league, and, and that's a scary thing. But the year before that, he was wide receiver 13. The year before that, he was wide receiver 12. The year before that, he was wide receiver 9. And the year before that, he was wide receiver 14. His ADP is currently 90, and he's wide receiver 36. If you take out last year, you got wide receiver 13, 12, 9, and 14, four years in a row. David Johnson, now let me move on to David Johnson. David Johnson, okay, he finished last year running back 38. Before that, he was running back number 10. Before that, he was 117. That's when he broke his wrist. The year before that, he was number one. And the year before that, he was number nine. I am buying both of these guys as lottery tickets. Yeah, both of both of them have injury concerns. David Johnson has a concern. He kind of fell out of favor. I mean, who knows what he has? Everyone's kind of worried about that. Um, but I look at their past experiences and what they've produced. And if I'm going to buy a lottery ticket, I think both of these guys offer a lot of upside. Um, and Craig, you stole what I was going to talk about. Um, Texans were the number three team in va- vacated targets with 167. Yep. Somebody needs to eat. And I agree with Nate. I'm also on board with Fuller. Um, I was just a little bit more worried about his injuries. He seems to be more consistent, even though I think concussions are more scary. Um, but I, now I'm on board with him. All three of those guys are amazing lottery tickets for where you can buy them. And I would be buying all three if I feel good about the situation that's around him when I'm drafting. The, the part that I disagree with is I think Deshaun Watson... I know you said he's going to be a quarterback one and he's still going to produce. I am a believer in Deshaun Watson. I feel like he's going to find a way to make this work um, because, as Craig alluded to, they got Randall Corn on the cob. I mean, he's kind of aging. He's old. I think he caught like, I don't know, 500, 600 yards last year with the Cowboys. Um, I think he's a good little addition. I think he will find a way to make it work. And let's not forget David Johnson – Got, gets most of his fantasy points by receiving the ball out of the backfield. I think that is an upgrade for him at running back. I think Deshaun Watson, he might dip just a tiny bit, but I don't see him falling much. And like I said, uh, Fuller, David Johnson, or Brandon Cooks, I will buy you as a lottery ticket. I oh, guess, my, I guess my comment back to that would be um, I maybe I didn't present that well. Um, I think Deshaun Watson – is the loser because of his high ceiling. I think Deshaun Watson is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. And currently he's going as the sixth quarterback and the guy going behind him is Josh Allen. Those guys should never be in the same conversation is kind of what I'm saying. Like those that should, I think Deshaun Watson is so much better than Josh Allen and he has so much more ability that he should be up in the upper echelon of quarterbacks, but because they don't give him the offensive line, 
that Patrick Mahomes has or the scheme and weapons that Lamar Jackson has and the he's weapons a, that Dak Prescott has. He's a broke-ass He's a broke ass Russell Wilson. That's what they're basically <laughs> asking him to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, no, it definitely is. He is, and they're just they're just like, go do it with, with what you got right here. We're going to give you old, busted David Johnson. We're going to give you concussed Brandon Cooks. We're going to give you um, busted Will Fuller, who has, you know, running on broken tires out there. Um, we're going to give you old Randall Cobb, who who knows what he even has left. And this is what we want you to go win a title with. And and hold on. We're not we're going to trade your starting left or, or actually, no, they traded for a starting left tackle. I apologize. But we're, we're not going to make any upgrades on the offensive line. And that's why I just say he's a loser. I just kind of like the Aaron Rodgers narrative where people say, hey, they didn't bring anything to Aaron Rodgers. I just think the same thing for Deshaun Watson. I'm like, man, just get this guy some security, get him some weapons. He's amazing, but most of the time he's making plays on his own, and I think they rely on that a little bit too much, and they didn't they didn't get him enough help. So I, I support what you say, that he's going to be a very good quarterback, and I'm on board. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. He probably is my favorite quarterback besides Russell Wilson in the league right now. I just wish that they would give him more support. So that's why I think he was the loser of the offseason. I still think he had a productive time. And then to kind of, I just have one more thing to add about David Johnson um, being like a lottery ticket. I think the other one is a better lottery ticket just because you get him so much later. But I'm hopping on the David Johnson train. I wasn't. I was off of it. But this is the only way I get on. If I can get him as my as my running back three. Yes. I do not support him being a running back two. And I, hell no, do I want him to be my running back one because I'm just not in on that. But I think the volume would be enough that he could be a very safe, solid RB3 and flex option week to week basis. Oh, for sure. So I have, uh, wait, 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 wait. I have oh, one, my... one thing to rebuttal real quick. You, you mentioned that Deshaun Watson and, J- and Josh Allen should not be in the same universe though. Okay. But mm-hmm. if they were to go heads up, all right, <laughs> who's running over who? I just want to know that one thing. That's, that's easy. <laughs> that's easy. Yeah. I think that, I think oh. that kid, uh, Josh Allen over in Buffalo is a tough yeah. man. I think he'll probably run him over, but, uh, but just my flip flop of that, but uh, tell me if you had Deshaun Watson in Buffalo with the weapons that he has over there, how he would be leapfrogging these guys, and you would be talking about him being, you know, a quarterback three if they allowed him to run like Josh uh, Josh Allen does, and gave him the weapons and the offensive line, and that whole thing was flip flopped. You would be talking about talking about him like in the Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson uh, category, and I think you'd even leapfrog Dak at that point. Yeah, for sure. And so with the with the Deshaun Watson thing, guys, where like Nate said, he's getting picked right before Josh Allen. But I don't know if I want to spin. You know what I mean? Because I and a lot of the mocks I've done, I'm seeing him getting picked a lot higher than I think he is. And so I don't I don't want to buy in on him because I'm not going to pay his price. That I think somebody else is going to pay the price when I feel like I can get you know somebody else like Carson Wentz later or mm-hmm. something like or that. Josh exact Allen. Name I saw. Yeah, and yeah, that's so, the exact same I saw is that that uh, Carson Wentz one. Yeah, and yeah, they're very so comparable. For, yeah, so for me, it's just hard to 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 pay that price tag. And with the David Johnson thing, I was going to actually ask you a question about him, but you kind of beat me to it. Is David Johnson? If you really look where he is, he's down low. He is like the last on the ADPs, the last of the number one running backs that are in my mind that are really good getting drafted. So, and there's a lot of guys that are going to go above him. You know what I mean? Like you got to think like after him is Swift and I like James Conner way better than him. I'm picking Conner over him. Mark Ingram, 
those kind of guys. But Raheem Mostert's there. A lot of guys are going to get picked over him. And I think David Johnson is going to fall to a lot of guys as their third running back mm-hmm. in a lot of – and they it's, it's happened to me in a couple mocks that I've done. So yeah, I, yeah. yeah he's available I, as that third running back a lot. Yes, and he's I'll, gonna he's gonna probably win some people some leagues just because of the risk reward value. Like Jimmy said, he's a lottery ticket. You know, yep. you get it if you could get him as your third running back, you feel very safe with that. My my main reason for being on board with him is just his receiving ability. If he didn't have the receiving ability, there's absolutely no way. I think some way somehow he's 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 he scroungles out like. 1200 yards 1100 yards and like yeah. six touchdowns I, th- I think he's gonna have a decent season yeah no yeah. i mean if he could stay healthy again another injury concern though he yeah. has injury concerns and he's and we could all be honest about this like he's not gonna be averaging you know 4.8 yards per carry he's probably gonna be that 3.7 to 4 um is where he's gonna live and they're just gonna be okay with that running a whole bunch of times but he's gonna get targeted a lot so he'll probably get I mean, I could see him getting 50 to 60 targets. And if he is able to do that with the rushing work, he's going to be a very good running back. Oh, for sure. And last thing on these Texans, guys. So from what all three of us are saying, all of our FOT listeners out there, is that we are really buying on the Houston Texans and their fantasy value because you can get all of these cats so late and in the right spots. And that is why we're saying draft the Texans. All right, now we're moving on to maybe the meanest team in the NFL. Those Tennessee, don't call me the Oilers, Titans, okay? (laughs) Dirty team. Um, They drafted Isaiah Wilson in the first round. They got Darantan Evans. I can't even say that name. Sorry um, when uh, you listen to this, uh, Mr. Evans, that I messed up your name in the (laughs) third round. Uh, Big loss. They lost Jack Coughlin to the Browns. And, and honestly, this is an underrated loss for them is losing Marcus Mariota um, as their backup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Ryan Tannehill had a great season last year. But in the end, they were able to play kind of maybe an aggressive football because they knew they had Marcus waiting in the wings. So that right there was uh, was kind of big. One thing about this team, gentlemen, they were third in rushing uh, yards per game last year in the NFL, and they were tied for second with 21 rushing TDs. This team runs the damn ball. And when um, uh, Tannehill finally took over, Henry averaged 125 rushing yards per game versus 69 when he wasn't the quarterback. So that just shows what Tannehill brought to them. But my question to you guys is, is how big of a loss do you think that running game is going to have with them losing Jack Coughlin? Uh, I think that he's obviously a big piece in that in that team, and, that, and we're just gonna see we're gonna have to see how they how they replace him. I think though they're so committed to the run that it's gonna be felt for sure because he is one of the greatest. Uh, I mean, the best offensive lineman in the league right now. But with that said, seems to be a little a lot of continuity in that team and that offensive line, and I think that they'll be fine, um, especially with a running back that's that's like Henry. So. Um, I'm okay with it. I think that it, it, it'll be felt, but I don't think we'll see it as much fantasy-wise as we will NFL-wise, I guess. Got um, But then move me in, uh, moving on to like my winners and losers of this of this team, it's uh, it, it was a little bit difficult for me to kind of pick my winner and loser out of the, out of this team because 
I just don't think a lot of people went up and I don't think a lot of people went down and uh, most people just kind of stayed the same because they didn't, they didn't add a, a ton. Um, but I would have to say that my winner is obviously Tannehill just because he got the job. Now he finally got paid. He found a place that's going to commit to him at least this year. And the next few with that contract being um, their, their quarterback. And I think that he also offers, um, you know, a good, a better NFL quarterback for them again. I just, I don't think that he's going to be a great fantasy asset. Um, a great one, you know, like my quarterback one, I don't, I can't see him finishing inside of that, but I do see him being a very good quarterback for this team. So the winner for me is Tannehill. Um, the loser for me, again, I don't have one. I couldn't figure one out. I, I think that Henry basically stays the same. That wide receiving core um, just gets a little bit better from here. And the, uh, and Tannehill, I, I already said he was my winner. So I just, and the tight end group, again, there's um, Delaney Walker is gone. So the, that tight end group just opens up. So there's a winner there too, because it's all going to get funneled through one tight end. I just can't see a loser. I think everyone either stays the same or ascends a little bit higher. And then the guys that I'm buying off of this team, um, I love Derek Henry at usually his ADP where you can get him at the back of the first round. I'm yeah. a buyer there. I think he's a very good football player who's going to get a lot of those goal line carries. And then a guy that I'm also buying is uh, Ryan Tannehill and I'm not buying him as my QB one and most, most drafts I won't be taking him, but I do think he's a very sneaky value um, because a lot of people don't really consider him like a, a rushing quarterback, but last year he had 43 attempts, which is pretty crazy to me for 185 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. So I just think that that gives him a very safe floor. A lot of those guys like the rushing quarterback, just that little bit of safe floor. So I think he's like a, a Josh Allen light. I like his wide receiver core. I love that they go through the play action pass and they're going to, they're going to expose teams that way. Um, yeah. So I'm a Tannehill believer. I think he could be a sneaky guy. You could pick up on waivers and he could lead you to be like a quarterback one later on, or you could get him very late in drafts. If you like stacking that second quarterback back there. So I love it. Um, that's one of my things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's my, uh, and then I got, I got one little caveat here I want to throw out there. And this is, it might be an unpopular opinion, but this is a guy that I'm kind of staying away from in drafts unless I get him. And that's AJ Brown. Get uh, him out of here. I don't, I'm looking at him right now, Nate. There is a thousand guys around him. I want over AJ Brown. I feel like his yeah. ADP is way too high. He way is. Too- He's getting bought. He's getting, and, and, and there's probably going to be a lot of people out there who are disagreeing with this. And it's not because I think AJ Brown is a bad player. Let's First and foremost, throw that out the window. It's because I think he is getting hyped up. Could he be the next big thing? Yeah. But is he worth the 10th wide receiver off the board? Like he's going overall 29th. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm in the standard scoring. I'll just switch it over to the half point. He's going um, 29th. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's, I think he's going. You, you both are wrong. All right. We both have standard scoring up. What the hell okay. are we doing Listen over here? Listen to me. I, I have it. Listen to your boy. Okay. His oh, ADP hell. is 36th overall. He's wide receiver 14. That's what I'm saying. Still, even there, that's like, that's ridiculously high for, for a second year wide receiver um, who, you know, most of the time those, those guys see that sophomore slump in that wide receiver position. And now you're going to go into a quarterback who, I mean, a team that runs the ball. That's what they're primarily doing. And he's only going into his second year. Um, I could definitely see him replicating what he did last year. But even if he replicates what he did last year, I still take guys like DJ Moore over him. Cooper Cup. I still take Cooper Cup. I still take Calvin Ridley, Juju Smith-Schuster. Like Sutton. all those guys. Not even close to me. Nah. Actually, I take AJ Brown over Sutton. See, no but, way. Uh, 
I think they're very similar. The problem, if if it was if Sutton didn't get the competition coming into town, for sure, yeah, I'd be all over Sutton. But now I'm just like, well, he has a little bit of competition. I'd rather take the shot on the guy who's going to get all that work. You know, so that's my only point there. But yeah, that's all I got there. I just want to throw a little caveat because a lot of people are drafting AJ Brown really high, and I think that uh, um, someone needs to pump the brakes on that. I'm about to pump the brakes on this whole fucking Titan organization <laughs> right now. Okay. Um, yes. Every single year. Look there's at a, that transition. That wasn't even planned. There's a, <laughs> there's a team that just shows up out of nowhere and they're fucking scrappy. The Cowboys like to do it every other year and they get in the playoffs and there's a bunch of hype behind them. They pretty much remind me of the Jaguars from a couple of years ago. They just went on this amazing run. They were hella scrappy. They got to the AFC championship game and then eventually they got their ass beat down. Now, Okay, you go from playing one of the easiest schedules and you flip around and now this year you're playing the AFC North, okay, which you got the Steelers and the Ravens, which is going to beat your ass, okay? Then you're going to play the NFC North, who has some tough defenses and has some tough teams up there. You got to play Denver, you got to play Buffalo, okay? It's going to be a tough schedule. I don't think they're going to have as much success this year as they did last year as a team and as an organization. So now this house, this is how it translates into fantasy. Okay, I'm going to agree with Nate. Um, Ryan Tannenhill is the biggest winner, and I've got the same ex- uh, explanation as him. You're, you were tortured down there in Miami. You go to the Titans. You get a little bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, res- not, not resurrection, but basically you get validated that, that you were a good quarterback this whole time, okay? And you, you had a nice little run, and they gave you a you bunch think of Adam money. Gase, you think Adam Gase had anything to do with his uh, <laughs> lack of success over there? Oh, 100%. But I also think Miami as a whole organization pretty much fucked the whole beginning of his career. So congratulations <laughs> to you, Ryan Tannehill. You get some money. You had a little bit, a little taste of success. See what it tastes like. Okay. But this year you ain't going to do shit. Okay. And this is what scares me. Okay. The biggest loser to me is Derrick Henry. Okay. They go out and, and, and the writing is on the wall. They're not going to lock him up to a long-term contract. That's, that's everything I've been reading today. I've been looking at it. I've been trying to read it. I've been trying to find, is he going to sign? Is he going to sign? They're not going to pay him the type of money that he wants. I think this is his last year in Tennessee. They go out and draft Darrington Evans in the third round, who is a complete running back that can do everything. And uh, pretty much the writing is on the wall. Okay. There you go, Mr. Evans. Uh, Jimmy, did you write? Uh, Craig could not. He got that Darrington. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so when Thank you do you. listen to he, Dear, he's going to like at least one of you. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is the scenario that scares me. Okay. We get into this season. They're getting their ass beat. Derrick Henry's like, I don't got the contract. I'm playing on the tag. Uh, I'm a little hurt. I'm a little this. He's his agent's going to tell him to stay out of games, as they have a losing season. That's the one thing that scares me about Derrick Henry. His name is not Zeke, bro. Okay, no, I I I get it. Just just hear me out, all right? I'm hearing. Um, with that being said, I agree with Nate. I am not touching AJ Brown whatsoever because he is highly dependent on the running game to get him open. Okay, they're a heavy play action passing team because they run the ball straight down your throat. Okay, he had 84 targets, 52 receptions, 1,051 yards. He barely cracked the thousand yard mark. Eight TDs was amazing, and he had a 20.2 yards per reception, which is mind boggling, right? I don't think he's going to repeat that 20.2. Okay, I'm also predicting that Derrick Henry at some point is going to sit out part of the season if he doesn't get a new contract. Due to injury, due to holdout, due to, you know what? I need to save my body because I'm going to be a free agent next year. And 
And I just don't think they're going to be as good as a team overall because of the schedule that they're going to have to play. And that just scares me overall. Ryan Tannenhill had a nice little run. Can he repeat it? I don't know. I've never seen him do what he did last year. And it just scares me. The whole situation, the whole Tennessee organization, the whole Tennessee team, you had a nice little Cinderella story uh, story last year. But this year coming up, you guys ain't going to be shit. And you can put that on record. No, I think I agree. I I think that they're uh, the Tennessee Titans as a organization is going to be bad. I cannot agree with the Derrick Henry take though because I, I will say I this. Believe- okay, I will say this. If you put a gun to my head and said take one of these players at their current ADP, obviously I'm going to take Derrick Henry. Yeah, but I mean, and I'm I'm making some wild predictions. I was like meditating at sure. work, taking in all this information, and that's kind of like the story that played out in my head was. Every year there's this team that comes out, they whoop ass, and then the next year they have to face that number one schedule. The Cowboys do it every other year. Last year they got their ass whooped. This next year the Cowboys will have a good season. Then they have to play a number one schedule the following season, Mm -hmm. and they're not that good, and that's exactly what's going to happen. And I think it's going to have a ripple effect for morale, for Derrick Henry in particular if he doesn't sign a long-term contract, and it's going to have a ripple effect on A.J. Brown. Let me hear what you have to say, though. No, I got it, and I think exactly you hit most of the points on the head. I just can't get in the point where Henry, you know, takes his foot off the gas and says, you know, I'm not just going to run the ball. I have a, I have a contract to get. No, I think they're gonna, they're gonna run that dog into the ground. They're gonna be like eat, and they're gonna feed him, and and he himself will want to get that work because he's going to want to go earn that contract, right? Especially in the climate we're in for running backs. So, running backs are it's so hard for running backs to get contracts. And so many free agent running backs are coming out next so year. I wish I had the list of that in my um, off the top of my head right here, but I don't. But I know there's a ton of very good running backs who are going to be looking for contracts next year. So I think that they that he's going to go out and say that he he has to go out and prove that he's the big dog. He's the lead dog. He's the prize that everyone wants on that free agency. And so he's going to have to go out there and produce. He can't he can't miss games because that's going to cost him millions of dollars in free agency next year. So basically, so basically, what you're saying was like his rookie year. When he came into the league, he had DeMarco Murray. He He's going to have to have like a DeMarco Murray, Dallas Cowboys. This is my final season as running back. The the writing is on the it's wall. It's the final countdown. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. He has to. I, no running back gets paid in this climate anymore. They learn. They learn their lesson. Like uh, with Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, like these type of running backs, they learn that when they beat their head into a wall for freaking 16 games – that they're just going to run down and they can go get the next big running back Darren out Tenevans. of college. Yeah, and just smash him into a wall next. You know, you're going to get your good four years out of him. I, and now let's just dump him because we don't want to pay him a contract. And so now now Henry's going to somehow have to go find a good contract in a very muddy free agency in 2021. Now, I, I agree with that narrative if the Titans are in a playoff hunt and he has those competitive juices flowing and he's like, I'm a football player and I want to run the shit out of the ball. But to my point, if they're having a crappy season, I, I think the Titans will want to run him into the ground. And he'll be like, nah, we're not going to make it to the playoffs, so screw you. I'm going to save myself for free agency. So do you think a team's going to want to go out, especially with a very crowded free agency in the running back position? Do you think a team's going to want to go out and say, yeah, Derrick Henry right there, the guy who sat out five games right there, that's our dog. That's the one yeah, we want to go out and I pay. Think, I think they will because he's going to explain, you know what? No, 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 no. 
Yeah, you want that guy on your team? Do you want that guy on your team? I'm not saying I do, but the Washington Le'Veon Bell after he set out for a long time. But the Washington Redskins will. No, hey, 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 hey. Not the Redskins. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's over. That's right. They got banned. But we never even brought that up. It's done, gentlemen. What do you guys think it's going to be? I, 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 already, like, I like that wolf one. James, you know, what was that name? <laughs> the Red Wolves? The Red Wolves? Yeah, I liked it. I actually like the Red Wolves. You, you know which ones I want? I want the Washington Rednecks. Dude, me too. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm in. Please <laughs> do the Washington Rednecks. Come on. Let's yes. make fun I'd, of fucking I'd white I'd literally people. buy a jersey if it said Washington Rednecks. Uh, I'm in. But first off, our last... Dude, you guys killed it on that Tennessee Titan argument, dude. I'm telling you, man. That was some back and forth shit. And I can't say, I can't say who won... Um, it was pretty good. We, we won't that, know until the end of the season. That's, yeah, that's yeah. when we'll sure. know. We're predicting yeah. here. Yeah, no, for sure. And honestly, though, but uh, last thing about him, though, he, are, um, Jimmy, you're saying he's going to get hurt. And so let's say you're worried about him getting hurt. There's no. guys like Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs right behind him. Are you wanting to take those I'm, three over him thinking that he might get hurt? I just I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to get hurt. Okay, like okay. Or he might sit not, out. N- not like a major in- injury, but sit out. Absolutely, yes. Okay, I would rather you- have any three of those guys that you just mentioned over him because I don't like the situation he's in. Nate, What's, what about you? Whatsoever? Like, I actually like uh, Josh Jacobs more than him, but I'd probably take um, him over Nick Chubb. And I was actually thinking about this the other day. Really? Um, I know it's crazy. Now, uh, hear me out. Now, this is—I honestly think Nick Chubb is Derrick Henry light. He, I was thinking about. They're bare, both very good running backs. They both smash. They they can run the football very well, but neither of them get targeted very much. And the difference between the two, like I really like the situation for Chubb more, until you added in Kareem Hunt, and I just don't yeah. like the fact that he might be spelling him once in a while. I love the Stefanski offense. I still think I'm still a believer in Chubb. But you if I had Chubb- both of those guys, if I'm looking both of them. In the face when I'm going to draft day now, I'm taking Henry now because I think that he is going to be in a situation where he's the lead dog no matter what. This is my offense. I'm going to run through you. Um, and then, like you said, if you're going off schedule, you just named that the Steeler that the, he has to play the Steelers and the Ravens. Well, Nick Chubb has to play those guys four times combined. So yes, uh, yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go after Derrick I'm- Henry. And I'm actually the only guy I would take over him out of the three that you named, Craig, is actually Josh Jacobs because Joe Mixon has to go against those defenses. And I just don't believe in Joe Mixon that much anyway. Yeah. So Joe um, Mixon. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so just just to let you know right now, Nick Chubb just texted me and he said that um <laughs> he stole Jack Conklin from the Titans um just Ooh. so he could whoop his ass in fantasy this year. All there right. you go. Leading right. rusher right there. Dude, uh, it's pretty awesome that you and Nick Chubb are on. Uh, do you call him Nick or boy. Chubb? Which one do you call him? Chubby? Like, hey, what's up, I Chubby? Call, I call him fucking Lil Chubb. Lil Chubb? That's a good <laughs> hey, what's name. what's up, Lil Chubb? Chubb. <laughs> I don't All think right. anyone's referred to him as Lil Chubb. Ever. What's yeah. up, Lil Chubb? Yeah. Nah, definitely not. All right. Enough with those Titans. Now we move in to the Indianapolis Colts. You know what I mean? They uh they lost um Andrew Luck. He finally said I'm done last year, right? And then Jacoby Brissett, he had to kind of take over the reins. They had the 30th passing um uh, yards per game offense. So that's uh that's a uh, or team, sorry. That's uh that's a really good stat to have. Um they uh they signed Philip Rivers. Um what do y'all think about his shot put throw? That's pretty beast mode, right? 
Um, they drafted Jonathan Taylor. They got Michael Pittman Jr. in the second round. Um, Eric Ebron went over to that stupid team. Devin Funches, he's over with the Packers. A lot of movement on that that Colts team. That, that um, was disrespectful, man. They do stupid team. They I ain't do. Ever say that shit. They do have the best, probably the best offensive line in football. So that you know, what I mean, when has Philip Rivers had help, or uh, that he's not running around like a chicken with his head cut off in he the last? He can't run. He, well, he can't run. And uh, I don't know. So what do you guys think? How do you guys feel that Philip is going to fit into this team? He likes dumping the ball off to the running backs. He likes hitting the tight ends like me and Nate talked about uh, um, uh, last week when we were asked about the tight ends with Jack Doyle. Um, how do you feel that uh, Philip's going to fit in? Uh, I mean, he'll, he'll be fine as a, uh, as a supporting cast. Like, like he's going to support this offense just fine. He's going to do – He's going to be better than Brissett. Brissett, I don't believe, was anything special for um, this team and for their offense. I think Phillip Rivers, on the other hand, is going to – he's going to support them. He's, he's going to be, again, like I said, just fine. It's nothing special. We saw what he's capable of. He's just not any – he's not the old Phillip Rivers. If it was if it was Phillip Rivers four or five years ago, I think that this would be a much better uh, point, like team – but as of right now, he's just he's just old Philip Rivers. He'll be just fine. Um, moving into my winners and losers off of this team, my winner, Jack Doyle. I've said it all, um, probably like five different episodes. I'm on the Jack Doyle train. I think you can get him an extreme value, and I think that he's going to be a very good tight end. There was a ton of vacated targets that Craig said about uh, Eric Ebron. I think it was like 47 targets. So now Jack Doyle takes full reins over a team that targeted the tight end like 122 times, which is I think the eighth most in the NFL. So very good. And I think Phillip Rivers at least hits that 120 mark, possibly goes up to, you know, escalates that to 130, 140, and they jump up into like the top five targeted tight ends. And then um, my loser off of this team, this one is plain out, simple, easy. Marlon Mack, rip. Uh, yeah, Marlon Mack, he was a loser for sure. Cheers so, to that, Nate. Uh, I want to yeah. hear it. I want to hear how so because I'm getting him where you were talking earlier about getting David Johnson. You know, I'm getting Marlon Mack as my third running back in a lot of these uh, a lot of these mock drafts, and I'm loving it. And I'd be, uh, I'd be scared to get Marlon really? Mack as my third running back. Marlon Mack, best case scenario. This is his absolute best case scenario. First three games, he's splitting carries with Jonathan Taylor behind the best offensive line in the NFL. Back 13 games, he has now been relegated to pass-catching role, similar to Austin Eckler, and that is his best-case scenario. Now, do I want that as my running back three? Okay. The more likely situation, though, he is splitting carries for the first three weeks. They see how dynamic Jonathan Taylor out obviously is. He gets pushed down to about 40, 60, 40. Then gets pushed down to a 70, 30. Then he's just spelling him throughout the game by week eight. So uh, that's that's what I think is going to play out in that team. Very and that's accurate. Why I'm not, yeah, and that's why I'm not jumping in on Jonathan Taylor either unless it's some sort of dynasty format. But I think Marlon Mack is – his days are numbered. You think and He had eight TDs last year, man. Like he – I don't we, know. We he, have he to – we have to completely throw out last year's stat because the addition of jo- Jonathan Taylor. Like yeah, and cannot- Philip Rivers. I get you. He had over a thousand yards. You know what I mean? It's like, do you feel like you know a thousand yard guy is going to get pushed that far back after just 
after a thousand yard season, eight touchdowns. Yes, we have to discredit everything that happened All last right. year and right. say that Jonathan Taylor is now in town and it's a completely different scenario. They, you just turn it all over and say who's going to be the more dynamic back. And we saw that Jonathan Taylor has uh, metrics that are just like out of this world type of metrics. So, and then real, the guy real, that I'm buying, the guy real quick, oh, I, real quick, Nate is if I'm Jonathan Taylor, this this is John, Jonathan Taylor right now. <laughs> This oh, that's a good part. Hey, hey, what kind of uh, what kind of breed of dog was that? Pit bull. This motherfucker's <laughs> a pit bull. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm buying off this team. Guys, I'm buying off this team. Obviously, Jack Doyle. You can get him for basically free in all of your drafts. Go get him very late. Pair him up with one of those young buck tight ends like T.J. Hawkinson, and if he doesn't blow up, then you're fine. Just starting Jack Doyle every week. And then another guy that I really like, and he's kind of sneaky, is Paris Campbell because you can, again, get him for free. And he's going to get all that slot work. A lot of people are just falling in love with Michael Pittman. No, nope, not yet. And they forget about Paris Campbell, how good he was, how high they drafted him last year, and how much Phillip Rivers likes to hit that slot possession type wide receiver. He made a – or Keenan Allen made a living with Phillip Rivers over there. So – um, I'm buying in on Paris Campbell as well because you can again get him for free basically as even in dynasty drafts like you can get him very late you can get his trade value right now is very low he's mostly like a toss in type player and I, he's he can provide way more value than that what about TY how you feeling about TY I like TY I think he's good James how do you feel about TY mm, let me throw up the T-Y. It's like a broke ass T.O. He would do the T.Y. Like T.O. did, but it was a broke well, I think version. I think T.Y. is going to, you know, I feel like he might be some, for, you know, a forgot about guy that some guys, you know. Uh, forget about him. Like you one think, of your old exes. Just forget so, about him. Uh, nope. That's a, that's a Craig Anderson <laughs> special right there. <laughs> T.Y. is a Craig Anderson special right there. What is he going? Look at him. He's uh, going as wide receiver crew. 21. Yep, wide receiver 21. And again, but I think he might drop. The problem is, though, look at this. T.Y. is going wide receiver 21. Your boy, your man crush, D.K. Metcalf, going 23. What do you do? Oh, I'm going D.K. You're on the clock. D.K. all day long. D.K. (laughs) But I think T.Y., what I'm trying to say is I think a lot of people are going to forget about him. And I think he's going to sneak down. And then you might be able to get him a round later than what he's going in a lot of drafts. That's just my prediction. Oh, completely agree. Yeah, he so, sometimes slips. Sometimes yeah. you find that guy really late. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm I'm hoping he does in in my drafts is I like Ty, but I don't know if I want to get him where I would. But if he can sneak a round or two down, I'm all about Mr. Hilton. Do you think he's part of the Hilton uh, the Hilton crew? You know what I mean? The Hilton. Uh, uh, yeah, I heard his grandpa actually owned those Hilton suites. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> James, James, you're shaking your head. Up? What's up? No, I'm just enjoying listening to you guys talk about this. Um, <laughs> my, my biggest winner is Jonathan Taylor. You heard me with the pit bull bark. This guy's hey. a dog, okay? He averaged 6.7 yards per carry, over 2,000 yards, 2,058 yards, 17 TDs. This guy is a killer. You add him onto the team that has the best offensive line in the NFL, Running backs acclimate to the running game way quicker than the running backs. You're ta- I mean, than the wide receivers. <laughs> You're talking about a recipe for absolute amazingness to happen. Dude. I agree with Nate. The biggest loser is Marlon Mack because, let me tell you, okay, Marlon Mack might have had a, a, a decent season, 
last year and maybe had a little decent season the year before, but when you put up a Honda next to a Ferrari and they watch them both go, they're going to take the Ferrari every time. And the Dude, Ferrari is Jonathan Taylor. The right? only Jonathan Taylor I'm taking is Jonathan Taylor Thomas. All right, dude, get out of here with this Jonathan Taylor tool shit. Tool time. The tool time. You were looking like <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas before the show started. <laughs> he was over here staring in the camera, brushing his mustache, blowing uh, kisses to himself. Anyways, <laughs> I'm on board with Nate, too. I'm all about Jack Doyle. I think Jack Doyle is yep. hella sneaky. I think he's hella sneaky. He has no competition there in Indy. Okay. And then you add Philip Rivers, who has a deep affection for his children, all 87 of them, <laughs> and tight ends. He is part of the best QB tight end combo in NFL history. I feel I, 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 I have a good feeling that he's going to find a decent little connection with Jack Doyle. To further my point about Marlon Back being uh, the biggest loser, to add on top of that, he's never started 16 games in a season. Okay, so add that on top of it. Okay, he's not going to stay healthy, and uh, I'm taking my boy Jonathan Taylor all day long. Okay, his ADP is 52nd overall. He's running back 24. Like Nate alluded, he's gonna he might have a little bit of a slower start as he's getting acclimated to the offense. But as you watch the football games, watch the Colts this year, watch that offensive line, do some work, watch the games because in the beginning of the season. You're going to see both running backs at work, and you're going to see Marlon Mack in there, and you're going to be like, damn, he looks good, because I'm going to tell you what, Marlon Mack's going to run his ass off because he's going to be a free agent next year, and plus, he's going to have to fight for every opportunity he gets with Jonathan Taylor behind him. So the first couple games, you're going to see Marlon Mack run like a freaking man with his hair on fire. But when they put Jonathan Taylor in, you're going to see a huge difference, and at some point, they're going to have to cave in because it's just going to be undoubtedly they're going to be like he's obviously better and they're going to they're going to play Jonathan Taylor more and more and more as the season goes on if you can get him at his ADP number 52 running back 24 okay like me I like to draft running backs if you get a couple strong running backs with your first two picks and you take them as your third running back as the season progresses, your team is going to get stronger, and then it's going to become lethal towards the end of the season because this guy's going to be an absolute monster. That's well, my prediction. Well, I scary. guess I kind of get caught up in it a little bit sometimes, and I think of how I want to start off, but I don't think of longevity. And I don't know, just with you saying that, it kind of brings it a little bit more to my head. Like I was, I was really thinking about David Johnson being a very good running back. Like I already talked about that as your RB3. But that's going to be very early. Like, do we really think David Johnson finishes the season? Ugh, like, I'm awesome. not buying in. I'm, I'm, it's kind of like I, the exact opposite with uh, your boy JTT, um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas <laughs> over there. That cat, um, he's going to start off slow, but he's going to finish strong. And so if you can win enough games with those two RBs before bye weeks come around and where you have to actually really use that running back, that's a good point that you could throw in JTT going down the stretch and you'd be just fine. So. Um, I like that. I can dig. I, I think if you could hover around 500 and wait for him to come on, all of a sudden people are going to be like, holy shit, you got three running backs that are just straight murdering people out there during games. I am i don't know. I'm just – he has the production in college, and like I said, you combine him with the number one offensive line in the NFL, PFF grades them number one, yep. go through their offensive line. If, if you're not familiar with the Colts' offensive line, look it up. 
They've got first-run talent around the board. they got probably the best guard or second-best guard in the NFL. They're going to run right behind him. Is it Quentin Nelson? Quentin yep. Nelson is a straight cat, fucking man-child. Did he get a 99 in the Madden rankings? I didn't see if he did or not. No. So far, it's just uh, um, Patrick and CMC. All, all, all I'll say, uh, there was four of them. Um, well, I know there's but, four, but they've only came out with two of them so far. They've no, only said that Stephen Gilmore was one of them, and Aaron Donald was one of them. Oh, did Get they out say there's Stephen Gilmore? Come on, was was, was a 99. But damn it, now I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, but no, what I'm, <laughs> hey, here's my here's one of my big problems though with the Jonathan Taylor. I, I I'm I'm with you guys. I was kidding. I I he I get what you're gonna that you're saying that he easily could be the guy there. But where you're drafting him, these are the guys that are around him. David Johnson, David Montgomery, those are behind him. Singletary, Connor, Ingram, and Bell and Gurley are right above him. I'm not taking Jonathan Taylor if James Connor's sitting in my face. The only reason I'm the only reason I'm taking him is because they have an old ass Philip Rivers. He's beyond, okay? Like Nate said, he's gonna be a serviceable, serviceable quarterback in that offense. He's past his prime. Okay, he's not going to be lighting it up. Their wide receiver core doesn't scare me. Okay, like they have some decent pieces. He's going to get the job done. He has Jack Doyle. They're going to be a running team. Look at their head coach. Their head coach was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. What did they do? They ran the shit out of the ball and they had a very efficient offense. Frank Reich is going to turn around and what's going to win you games? You got the best offensive line in the NFL, full of a bunch of road graders. Turn around and hand the ball to this young man. That's just a straight pit bull. He's gonna eat. You think he's the? You think he's the like Zeke of his of his time right now? Like I remember when the Cowboys drafted Zeke and the offensive line was so elite. I about shit it, my pants. Exactly. And now and Zeke being such a physical freak. And now you just you think that he will have Zeke like production if he can knock if he can knock uh, Marlon Mack out of the way. He's. He's he's I think this year this year is going to be difficult because Marlon Mack is there. He's not going to have the same production that Zeke had in year one. But I think you just combine it with like what you just said, man. When the Cowboys drafted Zeke, I already knew I had Todd Gurley and I traded Zeke straight up. Remember that our league used our league used to be a keeper league. And the guy that had Zeke, I said, if I draft Gurley, will you trade me straight up? And he said, yeah, because I already knew being a Cowboys fan and knowing and knowing how strong the offensive line is, I mean that's that's you can't just throw that to the side. You got to understand these guys are going to create some lanes, and this boy's about to take advantage of them. Yes, I I think he does. He's going to have some Zeke like numbers. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor in a dynasty league all day long because I think he is going to be running the fu- back twenty four. My guy, he, he is the future. But there's a lot of guys around him that I'm nervous about. But Unless Nate has something else to say about the Peyton Manningless Colts, we're going to move on to the. Wow, you just disrespected Andrew Luck. First of all, you talk him up. <laughs> now, you, now you just, just skipped him. Just Andrew yeah. Luck, man. Peyton dude, he, Manning. I can't believe that. I don't know. Whatever, Andrew Luck. Okay. Um, now we're going to go on to those Jacksonville Jaguars. Woo. 
Man, I'm really glad those little idiots changed their two-tone helmets. Those were so ugly. Um, <laughs> I like the two-tone helmets with the gold black fade, dude. dude. Oh, I so fucking ugly. hated. So <laughs> ugly. You know what so that reminded me of? Like way back when in the day in cereal boxes, they had the spoon that would change colors. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. I fucking was like, man, this is a horrible idea. Who has a two-tone faded helmet that's okay cool. maybe what i like most about it that it was like the flat color like it was yeah. flat it didn't have any gloss or shine to it so i just yeah. thought that was pretty cool. yeah that, that is was pretty literally cool. one of the ugliest helmets of all time fred so, taylor was shaking his head <laughs> so the jaguars they picked up a new offensive coordinator in jay gruden um and then jimmy they drafted the man out of colorado say his name please LaFoscia Chanel. Come on. LaFoscia Chanel. Come on, baby. Dude, I'm looking at Come this. On, I'm bro. Like, man. We, my... we did the draft live on Instagram, bro. You don't know, know. LaVisca. Honestly, Lavishka. he played against the Utes for a couple of years, and I still couldn't say his name, but I know he is a talented, talented cat. And they Hold traded. On, Craig, they had it. They. So being a Utes fan, I'm sure that you have to say a lot of those Polynesian names because they have a lot yes. of Polynesian players. And how, are you, how are you like not adapted to be saying these names like Lavishka Sanal. I know it's not a Polynesian name, but it's a little bit quick, difficult. Like uh, quick, now that you say it, I see what it is. Lavishka Sanal. See? I said it. <laughs> quick quick shout out. Quick shout out to my boy Tuatu Palu. I don't know where you are, Stu, Booger Nose, but Thong Tooth. We have a lot of <laughs> nicknames for you. Tuatu Palu. I said I don't do too bad at the Polynesian names, but I so but I've done two today that have not gone my way. But maybe next time Jimmy will uh, like do like when he writes this up for me. Do, do you want like, me to do it the phonetical version yes, of it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and they uh, they uh, they traded the second best quarterback in their franchise history, Nick Foles, to the Bears next to uh, Mark Brunell. And uh, so oh, the Jags, the Jags. I know I brought this up early on in one of our earlier podcasts about how these uh, guys cannot get into the uh, damn end zone. Um, they were 30 seconds in the league uh, with rushing touchdowns with three. So uh, that was a good job by him. And, uh, you know, Minshew, um, the mustache. I think I have a better mustache than Minshew, though. Um, that's just what my wife says. And uh, he and DJ, don't, um, what did you say, Nate? DJ Chark do 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 do. I have a three year old, so she just crushes that song. I love it. So, but no, DJ and him had a connection. I I ended up picking up DJ before a lot of guys did in all my leagues, and I was glad I did. Um, so I'm buying back in with DJ this year because I think you know I think Minchu's gonna still have a great season. I think they're gonna have a large lot of garbage points because they are gonna stay behind. But what do you guys see? Do you guys are you guys buying back in on DJ Chark? Um, are you wanting the 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 mustache Minshew? What do you feel about these Jaguars? Oh yeah, uh, I'm. There's a couple buying and a couple selling over these uh, Jaguars. But uh, my my loser on this team is definitely it's the whole Jaguars uh, wide receiver core. And when you said the comment about the uh, second best Jaguars quarterback. I really wanted to come back real quick with a good one. And I just thought about it. I'm like, uh, Blake Bortles. <laughs> like, honestly, like you that, both that... are wrong. Who? Oh, I got you. It's a, uh, what's his name? Um, on, with Nate. the G David Garrard. 
Oh yeah. Oh, he David beat, He beat the Steelers in a playoff game. Remember, you <laughs> yeah, fucking hated, about, hated Nate. David All the listeners out there, he hated David Gerard, and he hated the fucking Jaguars for a long time because of that playoff loss. I forgot, I forgot about, about David, David Gerard. Yeah, that's why your sec- boy's here to remind best. you, Nate. He's the second best. He's the second best. I'll give you that. All right. Nick yeah, Foles, though. Sure. Super Bowl champ. Hey, Nick Foles, Nick Foles is the only one that ever won a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, he didn't win a goddamn fucking thing last year. That's for sure. <laughs> he won a trip right to the hospital, breaking the cloud <laughs> or whatever he did. Um, anyway, I think that the loser is the wide receivers uh, for this team. And it's just because, not that I don't believe in Gardner Minshew. I think he's a cool quarterback. I have him on a couple like super flex dynasty leagues just because I think he's a good stash. A lot of people are saying he's only a one year like rental. Like they're trying to um, tank for Lawrence pretty much and say, Hey, we're going to be the worst team, which they are pretty bad. Like they let go of everything besides their wide receiver core. The wide receiver core is pretty much intact and has a very good young, talented wide receiver core. And they have um, your old boy Lenny back there. But the problem is a lot of people are thinking that Lenny's going to, be pushed off somewhere else. I mean, he was already being tried to trade. They were already trying to trade that cat um, this year. So I think Lenny's gone. He's one foot out the door. The guys who just got hurt though. Yeah. That's a see, but that's what I'm saying is like Lenny is one of the guys he's going to be competing to get a contract out there. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough market for any of these running backs. But again, back to the wide receivers, the wide receivers have Gardner Minshew, who I think is a very capable, uh, quarterback he's gonna he's gonna win the Jaguars a couple of games he's gonna keep them relevant but he's just not gonna air it out a whole ton and I think the rest of the core is just hurt by that which is kind of funny because the guy that I'm buying on this team is DJ Chark and I think DJ Chark actually has a lot of upside because he's gonna get fed the ball and he just proved last year if you watched any of his tape at all he proved that he is a dominant force out there at the wide receiver position it wasn't because he was just getting fed he was beating DBs, like beating them like a rug. He would get open um, in man-to-man situation, in zone situations. He runs a decent route tree. Like he's a he's a very capable wide receiver, and he's going to get leaned on by the mustache. So DJ Shark's the guy I'm buying. And the loser over there, this one was a little bit tough for me, but the loser for me is, uh, I think it's Lenny. Um, I just think that, I mean, I'm sorry, the winner. I'm sorry, the winner is uh, Lenny. And, uh, it's because they did basically lose everything around them defensive wise, and they're just going to lean on Lenny to run a lot of um, a lot of stuff out there. They don't have any real backups. A lot of people are saying that Chris Thompson might be a guy that they incorporate, and he's going to lose a lot of those uh, his passing work. I just don't see that happening. Chris Thompson hasn't completed a season in like the last four years, so I don't anticipate he's going to complete one now. He's getting older. He's not as dynamic. So I think Lenny's going to be there pretty much a three down back. He's going to get all the goal line carries. I know they only scored three touchdowns, like, <laughs> like Craig said. But that that's number has to season. go up. Yeah, that that's, has to that's go that's up. That's so what, what, how many touchdowns does he get this year, guys? What he, Seven. Seven? I think, he has, I think he has an absolute floor of six. Yeah, I mean, that's – yeah, like you said, it's an outlier. We're, we're so. right there, six or seven. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And that's kind of all I have for the Jags. They're just not very exciting to me. I do. I mean, I'll take Lenny where he falls. Lenny's falling at very good value. You can get him in the second um, round, sometimes like early third, which is crazy to me. But I see him on the third all day long. Yeah. No, if he's in the third, I'll take him, but I don't want him anywhere in the second. No, I I would take him in the second. I love him as my RB2. 
like say you get Josh Jacobs and then you come around to get Lenny or you get uh you get Nick Chubb and Lenny. Nate, if in our league, if you pick up Josh Jacobs and Leonard Fournette, I'll make any damn bet you want because I'm beating well, your ass in that league. Well, we're transitioning into a dynasty, so I might not go after uh, those. Yeah, after Lenny in a dynasty league because I don't. Craig, know the only where way that be. happens if Nate has like the last pick in the first round, if he has, yeah. in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or yeah, I can't. Or one of the last picks. I would have to, like Lenny is not going to be a dynasty play what? for me at all. Because let me talk just, about the. Let me talk about these pieces of crap. <laughs> All right, big biggest winner is Gardner Minshew, and let me just first of all, Crystal Anderson. No, Craig does not have a mustache <laughs> that is on the level of Gardner Minshew. It's not even fucking close. Craig has a redneck Coors Light <laughs> fucking mustache. Okay, we need to get this shit on YouTube so you guys can see this fucking redneck motherfucker. <laughs> His mustache is nowhere even close to Gardner Minshew, okay? And let me clarify one thing before I move on. Nate, it's not that Gardner Minshew doesn't believe in you. It's that he doesn't believe in you, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's what Nate was trying to say. But the biggest winner is Gardner Minshew. Young man, shoot your shot. This is your one fucking chance, man. Make it happen. Do whatever you got to do. Come in early. Stay late, freaking brush your hair in the middle part with the headband on with your mustache and just make all you can of it because this is your one shot that you're going to get. I think Nate's right. This is his one year uh, rental and they are taken for Lawrence. I'm sorry, Lawrence, dude, you're fucked. Um, The biggest loser is Jaguar fans and Nate alluded to it, but I wrote it down. So let me let me spell it out for you. This one, this first one has to hurt Nate. They traded Calais Campbell to the Ravens, okay? Nick Foles signs with the Bears. Craigie, you got to be excited about this one. And me and Nate get really excited every single time we say this name. No disrespect to A.J. Bouye and no disrespect to the people down in Louisiana that are speaking some weird language. But we love saying A.J. Bouye goes (laughs) to the Broncos. He's going to be a beast. Jalen love A.J. Bouye. I think that is the best fucking name huh yeah it is me and they say it all the time it's good jalen ramsey arguably the best cornerback in the league is traded to the rams okay yannick and guacque okay is on the verge of being trading they're in talks right now with different teams even if he doesn't get traded this is his last year this team that you're talking about made the afc championship game dude that is what's so crazy dude everybody you're saying but let's keep it going (laughs) okay leonard fournette hates you and you hate Leonard Fournette, and you tried trading him, and no one wanted to come buy him. So guess what? You got this pissed off running back, like Nate said, that has one foot out the door. And I feel like he's in the same boat as my boy that I was talking about um, early, Derrick Henry. I think if he has a little nagging injury, which he does have little nagging injuries every single year, um, and they, they're, they're tanking. Their, their team sucks. He looks like he's going to be a free agent. Let me just stay a little bit healthy so I, I I ensure that I get that fat contract. I envision a Derrick Henry type of season coming out of him as well. But if I have to buy one of these players, I'm buying Fournette because I love Fournette. One of my favorite plays 
that I've seen in recent memories, that one where Fournette's just running and he's waving on that Steelers safety. <laughs> Why and does it, everything have to be against the Steelers? Like it's not, every every reference just, you made is like, oh, you remember that time that David Garrard busted the Steelers' yeah. ass? You remember? <laughs> hey, you <laughs> remember when uh, Tim Tebow threw that ball to Demarius Thomas to oh, win the playoff game? Man. Do you oh, remember when? Uh, the Mud Dogs were down at halftime, and, and uh, Bobby Boucher came, and they won the Mud Bowl. Or was AJ was AJ Bouye on that team? He probably was. Mud I still remember that though. I remember that play though when Old Lenny was coming over, just waving on the Steelers DB. It was a. Um, Mike Mitchell, I think it was Mike it was, Mitchell. Yeah, Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell was a mouth. I don't. I wasn't a huge Mike it Mitchell was a, fan. It. I don't even care that he ran him over or anything. I just love seeing fucking train wrecks. That's why I watch football. I watch football because to me it's like modern day gladiators. And when I see plays like that, man, it just makes me go absolutely fucking crazy. But Fournette finished running back number nine last year sneakily. Okay, he rushed for. 1,152 yards, three touchdowns like Craig alluded to. That sucks. But I believe that's going to come up a little bit. But sneakily, he caught 76 balls for 522 yards, which gives him a very, very safe floor. I'm grabbing this dude in the third round all day. I'm seeing him in the third round in 90-something percent of my drafts. The only time I see him go in the second round is I feel like when someone's panicked, taking somebody because you can't really be too excited about his situation with the talent around him. Um, DJ Chark. Um, I don't like, I don't like where he's going. I don't, I don't like the people that's around him. Um, he's, he's wide receiver 24. DK Metcalf is wide receiver 23. I just feel more confident in taking a DK Metcalf. Uh, Stefan Diggs is wide receiver 22. You know what I'm saying? Devontae Parker is uh, wide receiver 25. Robert Woods is wide receiver 26. You know, I don't know. I just, I'm not a uh, Gardner Minshew believer, even though he has the gangster mustache with the nice Jonathan Taylor, Thomas hair parted in the middle with the nice headband with, you know, the short jersey. I'm just not feeling you, dog. I'm not feeling your franchise. I think, I think you, this team has a good chance of securing the number one pick, like you guys said. And, I'm just not feeling anybody on their team besides Leonard Fournette, if I can get him in the third round. Yeah, I put on mine that I'm not buying any Jaguar except for DJ Chark. And uh, and that's just because I know what he did last year with uh, with uh, Gardner. But I'm not buying anybody. I, and, and not even Lenny. I know you guys like Lenny, but I'll, I guess I'll take him in the third round. But I'm going to be forced to do it. But, Nate, how did you feel? Um, you picked in our uh, little uh, Me, You, and Jimmy's mock we did a couple days ago. You uh you ended up picking Gardner Minshew as your number one quarterback. Did you think oh Jared Goff was gonna drop to you? You see how you like how I did I know that? what you did there. Don't even start with me. <laughs> I knew exactly what you did there. I, I already saw had my quarterback set up and I was yeah, like, I'll, I'll take <laughs> that was some BS. I saw it and I and I didn't make a comment on it, but I was like, Are you kidding me? This guy right here just goes out, Jared Goff falls to where he should, and then Craig just goes out and snipes him to be an ass. So that yeah, yeah no, Minchu, I did not feel warm and fuzzy, but I did get your boy Drew Locke to back him up. So I mean, am I happy about it? No. But will I live with it? I guess I should have taken a quarterback earlier as my lesson. Oh, for sure. I don't know, gentlemen. That was a good breakdown of all those guys. Nate Dog, what do you feel, man? I thought we did a pretty good job of breaking down the AFC South. I think it's good, man. I just think that we need to get to them top four from each team. 
That's where right, Craig. You thought we were done breaking down, dog? Oh, well, we, we broke down the players. We're now, not we're, now, now we're going to get the top four. This is the best part. First of all, this is by Craig's. No, it's not Craig's request. Is who's going to finish top four? Okay, I'm oh, wrong yeah, about that. Oh, yeah, that's Craig, yeah. Yeah, don't let me forget about that, Craig, because we want to make sure that Craig yeah, gets yeah. his prediction. Because, again, you know how many people I talk to? They, Everybody I talk to, all my friends and stuff, they're like, you know, we want to hear some football stuff, too. So this is, we're okay. just giving them, like, football predictions. All right, Utahns, we got you. I thought we were going into the top four from each we, position. We are yeah, going we are. to the top we four. We're just we're just giving a quick little shout out to Craig's fucking 14 brother-in-laws that want to hear where they're going to finish <laughs> in the division. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on. We're moving to the top four quarterbacks in the division. Okay, Craig, what you got on your list, dog? Uh, I got Watson, Rivers, Tannehill, and Mustache Minshew. Uh, I will just uh, I will chime in next. I got uh, Watson, Tannehill, the Stash, and Rivers. Ooh, Ooh. man. I guess I'm we, the this is I think I think this is one of the first times all three of us have something different going Crazy. on. That's nice. I like that. I've got my boy Sean Watson coming in number one. I've got Brian Tannenhill coming in at number two. And then I got my boy old Philippe Rivers. <laughs> Philippe. Coming in number three. And then I've got the piece of shit Garner Minshew coming in number four. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving into the running backs. Craig, let's hear your top four. Uh man, this was a tough one for me. Um, I've been actually, if you look at my paper, I got a bunch of scratches out, but I got Derrick Henry. I think that's the easy one. I got, even though I hate to say it, I got Lenny at number two, Johnson at three, and the uh, uh, Mac truck at number four. Uh, I will uh, come in here and give you the real rankings here. I got <laughs> Derrick Henry. Old Leonard, um, I got my boy Johnson coming in as my RB3, and JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, bringing it home. Dang, we got another one where we don't match up. I've got my boy, Derek Henry, running the ball down your throat, Frank number one. I got my boy, old Lenny Fournette, coming in as number two. I got my pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor coming in on number three. And then I got my old broke ass lottery ticket. David Johnson coming in number four. All right, boys. Let me hear what you gotta say about wide receivers. This one was a crazy one too. This is a weird, just a there's a lot of um a lot of a lot of players in this um division that can make a lot of fantasies or break a lot of fantasies. But this wide receiver course is kind of weird. I got Cooks. At number one, I know it's kind of crazy. I'm a believer, gentlemen. I have DJ number two, AJ Brown at number three, and I do not have Will Fuller at number four. I got T.Y. I believe Fuller's going to get hurt. I I feel like he's going to get hurt, and that's why he's not in my top four. I hate that. I (laughs) hate that ranking right there. Okay, so I'm going to start off. We're going to go AJ Brown. AJ Brown is going to lead this very suspect okay. group of wide receivers. They're yep. all suspect. wide receiver twos. Yep. Um, second, I got my boy um, Fuller. Fuller is going to stay healthy all year. He's going to be the man. DJ Baby Chark will be number three. And then bringing it home is Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to stay healthy. He's going to be a viable option all year long. 
I do not believe a Colts wide receiver is thrusted into that top four. Once again, we all disagree. I like this. This is good. I've got my boy, DJ Chark, coming in at number one. Fuck A.J. Brown. (laughs) I got A.J. Brown coming in at number two. I got Will Fuller coming in at number three. And then I got my broke-ass version of Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, coming in at number four. So you don't even have Brandon Cooks in the top four. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right. Now we're moving on to the worst worst. division when it comes to fantasy tight ends. (laughs) That's awful. Let me hear your top four, Craig. I'm going to tell you I have number four, blank. Number three, blank. Number two, Juno Smith. Number one, Jack Doyle. Garbage, garbage, garbage. Dude, wow. I uh, I actually have the exact same thing. I I mean, Tyler Eifert's down there somewhere, yeah, but I'm yeah, never I, drafting him. Yep. Like, all the other guys I could care less about. Uh, I got my boy, um, Jack Doyle, number one, and Far number one. And a lot of people like John U. Smith. And I wasn't a believer until I seen that cat without his shirt on. I'm like, damn, look at this dude. Like, that dude is an absolute monster. I mean, he looks like he's built to go an American Gladiator. He honestly looks like Terry Crews from that um, <laughs> that movie with Adam Sandler where they're playing football. Like, just ridiculous. This dude's a beast. So I'll go Jonu Smith, number two. And I'm probably not even drafting him in any league. This is the first time in the F to the O to the T that all three of us are in agreement on something. <laughs> Dude, this, so is the, <laughs> this is the absolutely worst. I've never looked at a division and went, what the fuck, when it came to the tight end position. Um, But it was bound to happen. And unfortunately, AFC South, you are that division. I am right on par with both of my boys. Okay. I've got Jack Doyle, number one. I got Johnny Smith. And then I said, why in the fuck am I even wasting my time trying to think about I didn't even look, guys, up. I see Tyler three or four. Yeah. I was like, dude, Tyler Eifert was good in 2013. Some people are on the Fells train. They want to get on. They want to get on his hype train, but I'm not a believer. And uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, now on to Craigie's portion. Craig, where do you rank the division oh. one through four? All right, guys. I think the winners of this division are going to be the Colts. I think the Colts were projected last year to be one of the best teams in the league. And then when Andrew left, it dropped. And they didn't lose a lot of people. I still think they're going to win it. The Texans are going to come in at number two, the Titans, and then the Jags. Uh, I got the uh, Texans winning it all with my boy Deshaun Watson right on his back. He lifts all those moths on his back, carries them to the playoffs. Then no other team makes the playoffs from this division. But I do think that the Titans will be number two. I like the Colts as number three. And then the Jags, they got their boy Trevor Lawrence with them golden box. I'm with Nate. I got the Texans number one. I got the Colts number two. I got the Titans coming in number three. And I got the Jags competing for one of the top picks in the 2021 NFL draft. But anyways, awesome, guys. This this has been an awesome episode. Recapping the AFC South, going through all the the fantasy 
do's and don'ts. It's been a really good time talking to my boy, Nate the Skate. You got anything you got to say? Anything you want to wrap up before we close this up, Nate? No, I think we just close this thing down. I thank all the uh, listeners. Thank you for listening to us. You can catch us on the Fantasy on Tap at uh, on Instagram. You can catch us at Tap underscore Fantasy on the Twitter verse. Uh, you can get us on all them social. I mean, all them uh, podcasting platforms. And uh, yeah, thank you again. Have a good night. Take it away, Jake. Mm-hmm.